Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. On those this podcast lane, Frank, we're now up to 123. It's for 123 episodes through. I got action-packed episode planned for you. NBA playoffs rolling right now, and we'll be season in full swing. We're talking a little about soccer, Champions League. We don't talk about soccer much on the show, but get ready for a little bit of that. We're going to talk about some stuff in the NFL. Get ready for action-packed episode 123. Let's hop into it. Start out episode 123, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. The Lakers taking a 3-1 lead on the Warriors at the time of this recording, heading back to Golden State. That is perfect for Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think you win game five, but you might win a game seven. I think this series, there's almost 0% chance they lose this series, but I do think you lose game five, maybe going back to game six in LA. That's a perfect spot. Win that game, win that series, make it to the conference finals. This is a LeBron legacy type of season, LeBron legacy type of playoffs. I'm geared up for it. Warriors, they're not that type of team to lose game five, lose 4-1. I think they'll win that game at home, give their fans something to root for, and then lose on the road to the Los Angeles Lakers in game six. New York Knicks, on the other hand, down 3-1. And that's rough right there as a diehard New York Knicks fan. Julius Randle has been the absolute problem for the New York Knicks this series, and maybe the whole entire playoffs. Jalen Brunson has been cooking the whole entire season and the whole entire playoffs. RJ Barrett has been cooking in the playoffs, and then Julius Randle does absolutely nothing in the playoffs and has a few great games the regular season, a few horrible games the regular season, but you're thinking more of those horrible games, more than those great games, and those horrible games are showing up right now. So New York Knicks have kind of a decision to make with Julius Randle's offseason, and I think that should be maybe moving on type decision. Now, Julius Randle can go off for 50 points in the next two games, and I could be fully wrong, but as of right now, that's my stance on this whole situation. Phoenix Suns went down 2-0, now 2-2, obviously a great comeback for them. Going back to Phoenix, winning those two games, I like heading back to Denver for one game, then game six will be in Phoenix, so we'll see how that goes right there with the Phoenix odds. How do you think that series ends? Philadelphia 76ers went up 1-0, now it's 2-2, it's a good series right there. We're going to talk about the Sixers a lot this episode, my preseason and pre-playoff NBA champion pick. Milwaukee Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, the NBA head coach, and I find this a little bit crazy right here because four out of the last five champions have fired their head coach. Only one that didn't, Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, Nick Nurse got fired by the Raptors, Frank Vogel got fired by the Los Angeles Lakers, and obviously Steve Kerr, like I said, the only one still remaining. So that's a little bit ridiculous to me, in my opinion. Mike Budenholzer got fired. I thought that was just a horrible decision right there. Blaming it off one playoff series against a playoff-hungry team like the Miami Heat, where Giannis didn't have much help. If this is a Giannis-led decision, let it be. If it's not, that's a horrible decision. It's a horrible move. Milwaukee Bucks. He had a great regular season. I don't understand this move. Anyway, Mike Boonholzer is the NBA champion head coach. This just does not make sense to me. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section about the Mike Boonholzer firing for the Milwaukee Bucks. NFL, obviously the NFL schedule dropping on Thursday night. Got a lot of good games to look out for for this upcoming season. You got games in London. You got games in Germany again. Games in Mexico City. Really get excited for that. Obviously you have Eagles versus Chiefs. That might be week one. That'd be interesting. Super Bowl rematch week one. We'll have to see how that goes. NFL schedule dropping soon. Get ready for that on Thursday. That's really the only news in the NFL we have for this week. MLB, obviously New York Mets struggling right now. Sitting at 17-18 and down 3-0 the Cincinnati Reds at the time of this recording. So, rough start for New York Mets. Pitching has been awful. I was going to talk about this. This episode going a whole rant about New York Mets. Do a square sports scream on New York Mets, but... Still got some things to look forward to. Justin Verlander had a decent outing in his first outing with the New York Mets. Two home runs in the first inning, and that was about it. Max Scherzer had a horrible outing in his return to Detroit. But Mets fans, I think there's still things to look forward to. Still prospects to look forward to. Still players like P. Alonso heating up. Players like Francisco Lindor heating up to look forward to. Pitching, bullpen, we'll get there. 
And then when DDS comes back, hopefully that can be in July, August, whenever it might be. And when DDS comes back, Mets fans, don't flip out right now, but let's hope the season doesn't get away too late before it's too late to catch up to it. Shohei Otani playing like the MVP level player that he is, hitting and pitching, dominating on all sides of baseball right now, both sides of the diamond, pitching and hitting. Like I said, Shohei Otani dominating batter's block in both ways. So Shohei Otani. MVP right now, I would have to say so. What do you think of that? Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. We're going to talk about Shohei a lot of steps, so gear up for it. New York Yankees, they get Aaron Judge back this week after his 10-game away stint for being injured. So, New York Yankees, obviously struggling right now, but when they get Aaron Judge back, I think they can get back on track. I know one player doesn't affect everything in baseball, but it can when you say, oh, we have Aaron Judge in the lineup. What can go wrong? I think that's what they're excited for. That's what they can look forward to right here with Aaron Judge coming back. Atlanta Braves still on top of the baseball world right now. They really exploded in the past three offseasons, getting great players. They got players like Sean Murphy. They got players like Matt Olson from that Oakland Athletics, and they get those great type of prospects. Michael Hare, Spencer Strider. They rebuilt in the right way. They had Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. They got a great way of including their homegrown talent like Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, and Spencer Strider, and then the talent that they obviously got on later in Sean Murphy, Matt Olson, a few other these guys. Max Fried, also great ingrown talent. Austin Riley, I can go on for names. Land Braves, looking like they might win MLB World Series. This is only May, everybody, but still, Thanks to look forward to right here with that Atlanta Braves playing great right now. I said we were talking about soccer on this episode. We're going to do it right now. Champions League. Obviously, I know a little bit about soccer. Know a lot about the Champions League. We have Manchester City versus Real Madrid. That happened today. 1-1 draw. So then we'll have matchup next week. Winner of that will go over to the Champions League final. Playing the winner of AC Milan versus Inter Milan. That match is tomorrow. They'll have another one the next week. Total goals. Wins all those matches. So, dead excited for that. A little bit of your soccer recap right there to end out the headlines. That's about for the headlines this week. Now, take of the week. This week's take of the week is it's about baseball. It's about MLB yet again. MLB baseball is the hardest sport to rebuild in. Let's look at it. Cincinnati Reds, they've made the playoffs about one time in the past 10 years, and that was 2020 season with Trevor Bauer. He won Cy Young, and then the whole team falls apart after that because they traded Jesse Winker, they traded Juanio Suarez. I mean, I was pretty passionate about this in that 2021 season, saying that they kind of loaded out all their talent, got rid of all their talent, and they haven't been able to rebuild. So great. Yes, you have prospects like Chase Petty. Yes, you have good upcoming players like Hunter Green, Ellie De La Cruz. But what are they going to do with all these guys? Because I'm not sure. Another team, for example, Oakland Athletics. This team, you don't know because they don't have high draft picks always. They don't have great picks. They picked Max Muncy, second baseman at UCLA in their last MLB draft. He doesn't look so good, in my opinion. They can't draft that well. If you can't draft well in MLB, I don't think that matters much. But you're not going to get far. Especially a team that has no market, no payroll. You're not going to get anything in MLB. It's tough to predict in MLB. NBA, you can say, okay, we got the next Victor Womanyama, we got the next Zion Williamson, for sure, we're going to plug him in year one, he's going to be the face of our market, and we're all good. No, no, no. In MLB, you got these guys coming from maybe LSU, maybe from somewhere else, and you're sending them down to town in the middle of nowhere for about two years, high A, then triple A, whatever it might be, and then you get to the big leagues, you're about to take two years to get used to MLB pitching, and then you get back on track. For example, Jared Kelenic. Jared Kelenic finally getting his career on track, but for a while, it looked like he wasn't because, you know, goes out of high school, goes to high A, goes to double A, goes to triple A. Then it takes him two years to get used to MLB pitching. Now he's doing well, but you just never know. Are you going to draft next Mark Appel? Are you going to draft next Brady Aiken, who's never going to play for you? It's just interesting, in my opinion. That's my take on MLB right there. You don't know how it's going to go. You still see teams rebuild great. Like I mentioned in the headlines, Atlanta Braves, Baltimore Orioles. These teams ought to rebuild great. Some teams don't. Pittsburgh Pilots, for example, I don't know how good Henry Davis does. He was their number one pick two years ago. They have number one pick again this year. Maybe they'll take Dylan Cruz. I don't know how good he's going to be. So it's interesting. College baseball players, 
even international baseball players, you don't know because you're not going to get that best international pool when you're the Oakland Athletics, when you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, when you're Cincinnati Reds. So it's a risk right there. That's my take. Baseball, harder sports rebuilding. Leave thoughts on that in the comments section. You could be stuck in a hole for about a decade or more, in my opinion. That's my take. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five most consistent athletes in sports. Let me say this right here. This is not global sports. This was global sports. Novak Djokovic would be on here. Rafael Nadal would be on here. You would see maybe Lionel Messi. You would see a Neymar. You would see a Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm not talking about those sports. Let's go with the big three in America. Let's go with baseball, basketball, and football. Let's hop into it. Number five, Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is on here because, not because he's a winner, Definitely not a winner, in my opinion, because baseball, one player can't help you equate winning. And there's another Angels player on here, obviously Mike Trout. That also doesn't help equate winning. But Shohei Otani does. Every full season he's played, he's been an award winner. Rookie year is rookie season, didn't play next season. Next season after that, 2020, didn't play much. But 2021, full season, wins MVP. 2022, could have been co-MVP with Aaron Judge. I thought that's what should have happened. He had a great season. And now this year, playing that MVP level, consistent. You know he's not going to give up. 10 home runs. You know he's not going to go over 5 in a game consistently. So you know that's not going to happen right there. You know he's not going to have horrible outing in the mountain. You know he's not going to go over 5 in the batter's box. So that's my take right there. Shohei Otani, number 5. Number 4, the other slugger for that Los Angeles Angels squad, Mike Trout. Mike Trout, kind of the same thing. Doesn't get injured much. I think he's a lot like Steph Curry. Doesn't get injured much. I mean, outside of the winning aspect of it all, doesn't get injured much. Pretty likable, in my opinion. Very consistent. He's going to hit home runs for you. He's not going to strike out much. Mike Trout, that's what you want right there. Number three. Patrick Mahomes, everybody. Patrick Mahomes has been consistent his whole entire career, in my opinion. It's only been a very short-lived career. You could say, why isn't Kevin Durant up here? Why isn't Giannis Antetokounmpo up here? Because those guys don't equate winning as much on their own as I think they should. Patrick Mahomes, you see him, you see the full seasons, you see those stats, makes the conference championship, makes the Super Bowl, hasn't had a season in his career starting, I don't think, where he hasn't made the conference championship or he hasn't won the Super Bowl. So, Patrick Mahomes, number three. Number two, Stephen Curry, everybody. Steph Curry, Winning, all of that's there. Every full season he's played since about 2015, he's been in the finals. So Steph Curry, that's what's great right there. Now, when this episode is released, he might be eliminated. But still, Stephen Curry, amazing player. You know what you're going to get. You know he's going to be a champion. You know when he has an off day, it's not going to happen again. So that's why I like right there with a consistent athlete. Number two, Steph Curry. And number one, the king crown goes to the GOAT that we all love. LeBron James, Mr. Consistent, never really takes days off. Earlier on in his career, up until about two years ago, doesn't get injured. Gets injured a little bit more now, but he's still going to play a few 45 minutes of the playoffs if he needs to. Brown James, number one. King Vidal, let's go. Brown James, that's about for top five this week. Now, did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know Royals pitcher, journeyman, amazing pitcher, you could say, Zach Grinke, has recorded out on 30% of MLB managers. 10 out of 30 managers, 10 out of 30 skippers in the MLB. Zach Greinke, the journeyman, has recorded an out on them. And he's actually struck out 20% of those managers. That's what Zach Greinke is, everybody. He's an interesting man, for sure, on and off the field. You can say whatever he wants. I mean, he tried to switch the shortstop midway into his career, and they obviously said no. Tried to switch sports about three times in his career. They said no. Zach Greinke still somehow in the MLB with his about 55-mile-an-hour curveball, with his only 85, 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Zach Greinke, I think, gets the job done. Very interesting man. One of the most interesting people in sports. Zach Greinke struck out or recorded now on 30% of MLB managers did know that. Leave down in the comment section. I mean, that's kind of show that a lot of MLB managers have played in MLB kind of recently. And that Zane Kariki has also been in MLB a long time. So leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. 
Okay, here's the spotlight for this week. It's on Nicole Jokic, because this series, the time scoring is 2-2, and it very well might be 3-2 at the end of this night. But if Nicole Jokic doesn't win this series, he's not a winner. In my eyes, right now, he's not a winner. I don't care what people think. I know I'm not giving myself that back door right there to say after the series, if he wins the finals, that he's a winner. But in my opinion right now, Nicole Jokic, you can say what you want, doesn't have that X factor. Doesn't have that personality, in my opinion. Take that final shot to make that final shot. It seems all fun and games. They're not that athletic, not that guy who's going to go for that big ball, not go for that big shot, whatever it might be. He can have 10 rebounds. He can have 10 assists. He can have 30 points in the game. I don't care. If you can't take that final shot, what final shot do you trust him to take? A three-pointer? I'm not so sure he's going to make that. A mid-range? I don't know if he's going to make that. It takes selflessness and takes clutchness to make a final shot. I don't know if the Koyo has that in him. Now, I may very well may be wrong, but my opinion you can't have three MVP-like seasons and not make the conference finals once, especially in that week 2021 season where you get swept by Phoenix Suns. Yes, without Jamal Murray, but still. Last season, not do well at all. This season, if you can't make the conference finals, there's somewhere wrong. Maybe not with that organization. Maybe just with Nikola Jokic within himself. Does he have it on that global stage to win? Does he have it on that NBA stage to win? That's my take right there. You can come at me. You can say, Nikola Jokic is a winner. You're out of your mind. Regular season wins? MVP wins, that doesn't equate to playoff wins, in my opinion. That doesn't equate to what I'm looking for. Giannis Santacupo, after that 2020 bubble season, was called a non-winner, called whatever he wanted to be. Everyone said, oh, most overrated superstar in the game. Now what are we saying about him? He's a winner. He's this. He's that. He can win MVP. He can win a championship. If we can see that in Nikola Jokic, which I don't think we will, in my opinion, then we'll see. That's my spotlight right there. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Let's go around the bases right now in the MLB. A little bit of more in-depth headlines of the MLB. Let's hop into it. First thing, Max Scherzer and the New York Mets, like I mentioned, the headlines, struggling right now. And Max Scherzer, over four years old. And Justin Verlander, about 45 years old right now. I don't think that's championship-winning baseball, at least not for the long term. Steve Cohen went big. He went big for now. I didn't think that was the biggest move, in my opinion. I thought maybe Jacob DeGrom would have been better. I thought Justin Verlander won his last championship with the Houston Astros, and he was going to retire. Now he's on a two-year deal with New York Mets. And if he could finish this season, then next season's going to be an uphill battle. And now, I hope New York commits with all my heart win a championship. I just don't see that happening right now. Pete Alonso, a great player. He's going to be a free agent after next season. Francisco Lindor, you have him for years, but is he going to hit those big home runs? Francisco Lindor had a great year last year, but he's having a slow start this season. Francisco Alvarez, great person behind the plate, hit a home run right now, but still, 3-1 Cincinnati Reds. 3-1 Cincinnati Reds over the New York Mets. New York Mets probably have about triple the payroll of Cincinnati Reds, if not more. So that's frustrating right there, in my opinion. I mean, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander combined might have a double payroll of the Cincinnati Reds. So it's embarrassing a little bit. It's one game that will be. Mets still need a little bit of help, in my opinion. Maybe that's getting another pitcher. Jose Gatton still injured. I think a lot of people forgot about that. Carlos Carrasco still injured. So, like I said, pipe the brakes a little bit, but still some cause for concern, in my opinion, with New York Mets. And that's not the whole only thing we're going to talk about around bases right now. Corbin Carroll looking like the unanimous rookie of the year in the NR right now. Now, he's still got some good rookies going on right now, like I said. Kota Senga, Jordan Walker, but Corbin Carroll batting 300, fastest man in baseball. No debate about Corbin Carroll tearing it up on the base pass right now. Oakland Athletics 
struggling so mightily right now. They have eight wins this season, and obviously their move to Las Vegas looming right now. They might not buy that land where they might end up having no home for next year. They might have to go to the AAA ballpark in Las Vegas. So a lot of looming decisions right now going on that Oakland Athletics organization. And the worst thing we can do right now is put on Moneyball and say, oh, we'll have this organization. What happened to their fans? Seems so perfect. And now it's a bit of a crumble town, in my opinion. Oklahoma Flex struggling right now. Saw a video from their playoff game four years ago in the wild card, and it was packed, full out, full out, sold out Coliseum. Make that stadium look so nice. And now it's poverty stadium. It's a poverty franchise, poverty organization where they had great players back then. Say Chris Davis, who was hitting 45 runs a season. Matt Olson, Seth Brown. You had Sean Murphy behind the plate. You had Chris Bass, that pitcher. None of those guys are there anymore, so frustrating, in my opinion, by the Oakland Athletics. Let's move over to their divisional rivals, Houston Astros, to round it out. Houston Astros reigning champions, sitting at 18-17 right now. Don't go crazy just yet. Pitchers need to take time to get set into the season. Christian Javier, Framber Valdez, wait for those guys to heat up. Luis Garcia, a few other guys to heat up when you get Jose Altuve back. Don't freak out just yet. Houston Astros fans or MLB fans, you'll get back on track. Just don't lose that division to the Rangers or the Angels, because those teams hitting up right now. Angels obviously playing great. Let's see if that can hold up. And same going on with the Texas Rangers. Even though Jacob DeGrom on the 15-day IL right now, always interesting sign to see as a New York Mets fan. Kind of feel for those Rangers fans, but you also don't because you're saying, hey, this is what we warned you about. This is what you're getting with Jacob DeGrom. He can pitch you four perfect innings, and then he's not going to pitch for another month. And they'll do the same thing again, not pitch for another month. So Jacob DeGrom, when healthy, best pitcher maybe of all time. When not healthy, going to do nothing for you. That's my take right there. That's about around the bases this week. Now, the young king of LA, you could say, Bronny James, staying home, going to USC. I think we all kind of knew that decision was looming. I thought some people might have thought Michigan, some people might have thought Ohio State, some people might have gone crazy and thought North Carolina or Duke type of program, but ended up being USC after all, like I thought it was going to be. Like I said in Squared Scoop a few months ago, back in March, I posted an Instagram post that said, sources tell me, Bronny James, going to USC. Obviously, that source came true. Obviously, that report came true. Squared Scoop. Really never been inaccurate on there. Squared Scoop, whenever we put a thing out there, get a source out there, get a report out there, we're going to put it out there, and it's going to come true. So be ready for that. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Get those notifications. Get those kind of posts. But Brian James, staying home in LA. I'm excited to see how he does at USC. Andy Enfeld, great coach, NCAA tournament type of head coach. This is going to be a great backcourt of Brian James, Isaiah Collier, and Boogie L. So get ready for it. Brian James, staying home, going to LA. That's about Brian James talk about this week. What do you think Brad James will do with his basketball career? Will he go to the NBA? Will he stay at USC for more than one year? Leave your all thoughts on that in the comment section. Now, let's do a little Mirror Images segment. We've done Mirror Images on the show before about three times. I've done NFL college football teams. I've done NFL NBA players. Now, let's do NBA MLB players. Let's mix baseball in there. Who are the Mirror Images? These MLB players. Who are the Mirror Images? Some of these NBA players. Vice versa, let's hop into it. First one, Shohei Otani and Nikola Jokic. Neither of them have won really anything team-wise, but individual-wise, they've obviously won MVPs, they've won rookies years, at least Shohei Otani has. Nikola Jokic, two MVPs, really can do it all. Can pass, shoot, and rebound. Otani can pitch and hit. That's a perfect comparison right there. Otani and Jokic, and they're both international guys. like that one right there. Next one, Juan Soto and Luka Doncic. Again, you get that international aspect of things. Both these guys really were MVP cans going after their really great start to their career, and neither of them won MVP. So now it's a little bit of, oh, what's going on? 
Neither of them could win the playoffs. Juan Soto couldn't do much in uh, Washington after that World Series run, and then couldn't do much last year in the playoffs. San Diego, the team did well. He didn't. Luka Doncic, kind of the same thing. You kind of don't want to put blame on him, but you do. Neither of us struggling just a little bit, getting off that MVP line, going just in that all-star line to Juan Soto and Luka Doncic right now. So that's good comparison right there. Juan Soto and Luka Doncic. KD and Bryce Harper. I love this one right here because you get a little bit of drama about those guys every now and then. Bryce Harper, you get the injuries. KD, you get the injuries. You got a little bit of drama earlier on in their careers. KD leaving to go to Golden State. Bryce Harper leaving to go to, obviously, Philadelphia Phillies. So, both these guys, clutch great players, have won championships outside of Bryce Harper. Has won a championship. He's been in the World Series, obviously, last season with the Philadelphia Phillies. Kevin Durant hasn't won a championship on his own. You could say he's won it with the Golden State Warriors, that super team, but maybe can win it this year with the Phoenix Suns. I think that's a very valid type of championship for Kevin Durant. But good comparison right here, Kevin Durant, Bryce Harper. Not the best guys in their sport, always been shouted by one guy. Then KD was always shouted by Steph Curry and LeBron. Bryce Harper always shouted by Mike Trapp. So that's a good one right there, KD and Bryce Harper. Next one, Garrett Cole, Kawhi Leonard. Both guys going to be great for you. They're not going to do... So great in the playoffs. They might get injured a little bit for you. And they're both very introverted, in my opinion. So, Garrett Cole and Kawhi Laird going to get the job done. Going to be all-stars, but they're not going to talk to the media much. They're not going to be likable superstars, in my opinion. Garrett Cole, sticky stuff. Kawhi Laird, injured stuff. That's my take right there. Garrett Cole and Kawhi. And the last one right here, it's a little bit funky. Mike Trout and Steph Curry. Both guys, very likable, in my opinion. Both guys, very reliable. The only difference, Steph Curry's a winner. Mike Trout has never won a playoff game. So, that's a big difference right there. But outside of that, can't look past those similarities. Not many differences between them outside of the winning aspect of things. So that's about a mirror images this week. NBA, MLB, if you want to see mirror images, again, leave a comment, leave your review. We'll look at it, obviously. So leave thoughts on that in the comment section. What's one NBA, MLB mirror image you would throw out there? Leave thoughts on that in the comments. Now, let's close out episode 123 with At The Buzzer, but At The Buzzer this week, we're going to talk about Philadelphia 76ers. First episode ever, Square Sports. I called it end of an era, Philadelphia 76ers. I said they were toast. I said, obviously, Brett Brown was going to be out. Brett Brown did go out, and then Doc Rivers came in, and after that, didn't work out so well. I said, maybe they get rid of Embiid. Maybe they get rid of Ben Simmons. Well, none of that happened. Outside of getting rid of Ben Simmons. They fired Brett Brown, they got rid of Ben Simmons, and then they got tougher. They still couldn't win a championship for two seasons. But now you're looking at this season. And this season is looking very great, in my opinion, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Because you got a well-balanced everything. James Harden is looking like that player that we once saw in Houston, but better. Because he's playing as a team player, playing, passing the ball, shooting the ball. Got over kind of that rough narrative that he had where he only shoots free throws. Now James Harden can hit those clutch shots, can be that great player. You have those great infusion of youth with Tyrese Maxey. They come in when James Harden can't, or whatever. James Harden wants to be on the court Tyrese Maxey. You have Paul Reed. Joel Embiid's hurt. It's perfect. That was great for them right there. Kind of won them that game one game, getting that steal, making those free throws. So, Paul Reed, great. Joel Embiid, obviously your MVP. And I haven't even mentioned yet, P.J. Tucker. Toughness guy of this team. Those glue guys in the NBA. I mean, P.J. Tucker won a championship with the Bucks. He was a big piece of them right there. So, that's my at the buzzer for this week. Philadelphia 76ers, my preseason pick. I'm hoping they can win a championship, unless it's the New York Knicks. Obviously, my diehard team, New York Knicks. If the Knicks don't win it, let's go. Philadelphia 76ers to win a championship. That's about for at the buzz this week. Now, nah, best of last question today. 
This week's question of the day is, what is your opinion on taunting in sports? Do you like it? Do you like it when you see an MLB player have a crazy bat flip, or do you want to see them ejected? Do you like it when they flex their muscles on the pitcher, the catcher, when they make it to home plate safely, or do you want them to be ejected? I mean, Nick Castellanos, that's a perfect example of that when he did that a few years ago when he got ejected for it, got suspended for it, actually. Or when in the NBA, you make a crazy dunk, you hang on the rim for a little bit extra. Do you like that, or do you wish that was kind of just part of the game? I think as a kid, I love seeing all that. I love seeing celebrations in sports. Maybe taunting go a little bit excessive, but at least celebrations. Let it happen. If you're doing a little this to the other guy, that's not so much taunting and just saying, I'm better than you. Let's go. A celebration for the great play I just had. Hanging on the rim, that's not taunting. That's just celebrating. Flexing your muscles at the catcher, that's just celebrating for a great play right there with a little bit of taunting. So, I think a little bit of taunting, perfect for sports. That's question of the day this week. What is your opinion on taunting in sports? That's about Squared Sports. Land Frank, episode 123. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the best sports content in the world. We'll be back next week, episode 124. Stay tuned. <laughs>